Hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of the Rockies Disaster Report podcast, which can be found on the web at www.denversportszone.com. I'm Gabe Stein, and alongside me is Sam Handler, and indeed we welcome you to Denver, which, contrary to what our intro music might suggest, is in fact a burgeoning metropolis where the streets are jam-packed with cars, not horses, and drunk bums, not cows, roam the sidewalks. You join us just days before the opening day at Coors Field, which is almost religiously attended here in Denver. The next 80 home games are also part of this religion, namely the apocalypse. And with that in mind, let's start the show. First up is the Rockies news portion of the podcast with Sam Handler. Uh, thank you, Gabe. Uh, the final week of Rockies spring training was full of things we expected to happen. Uh, Tom Martin got rocked for lots of runs in all of his outings and will finish spring training with an ERA of around 15. In a fortunate act of pity, the baseball gods sidelined him for the first few days of the season with some sort of injury. Aaron Cook kicked all kinds of butt when he was on the mound, though, uh, finishing spring training with an ERA of 2.13, which is pretty stylish and uh, encouraging. Uh, Rockies catcher Yorvi Torrealba and outfielder Brad Hoff both sprained their ankles, but both will also most likely play on opening day. Uh, the Rockies will kick off the season versus the Diamondbacks and their sinkerballing whiz kid Brandon Webb this Monday with Aaron Cook on the mound. Um, side note, this is probably the most goateed sinker ball fest of an opening day in the history of baseball. And now I will throw it back to my ungoateed co-host, Gabe Stein. Thanks, Sam. And now it's time to introduce our guest, who this week is Russ from PurpleRow.com. Russ is a devoted Rockies blogger, and together with Rockscroll has made Purple Row one of the premier Rockies blogs on the internet. Uh, if you don't already know, it's a must-read for Rockies and NL West fans, so once again, we invite you to check it out at www.purplerow.com. Com. And now, Russ, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. It's good to have you. Well, uh, Sam will introduce our first round. Oh, so uh, our first segment of the day is uh, the lightning round, uh, a title which I had nothing to do with and a title which I still hate. In this round, Russ, you will be asked to give your opinion in response to questions about recent Rockies news, and the goal is to give the most succinct answer possible that still contains some semblance of a valid explanation. Uh, but here is the catch. You only have 1 minute and 30 seconds to answer questions. And whoever has answered the most questions in the allotted time by the end of the year will win. Uh, I imagine we have some sort of prize, uh, perhaps an internet trophy, uh, gift like card. Uh, you, so are we. Uh, you'll hear this sound while the timer is still going. <laughs> but after this buzzer sounds... Uh, where did it go? Oh. Aha. You must finish up your answer, and the round ends. Are you ready, sir? Yes, let's go. All right, I will start you off and begin. Byung Young Kim complained on Saturday about being moved from the rotation to the bullpen, saying that it was unfair for the Rockies to ask him to compete for a spot and throw new pitches. Is he justified or just whining? He's just whining. Look, he's made comments that he wants to start to be a starter because he doesn't want to think about pitching every day. By becoming a reliever, he just can't do that. Fair enough. Um, it has not been talked about much in the media, but with the season approaching, who are you expecting to get more time at second base? Jamie Carroll or Kaz Matsui? Who do you like more at second? I think we'll go with uh, Matsui for this one. Uh, Carroll fills uh, more positions for as a utility player. Matsui, you know, he wasn't that great in uh, New York, and I live in New York, so I got to see him every play. 
but I think there's potential there now that he's uh, in Colorado. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll take over for a second. Same question here, different position. Uh, who do you think will see more playing time, Chris Iannetta or Yorvi Torrealba? Oh, Chris Iannetta. I mean, Torrealba, sure, he's the veteran presence that uh, Hurdle probably wants, but Iannetta, he'll have a better bat and he'll have a better defense, probably. Okay. Uh, in his last game of the spring on Wednesday, Aaron Cook gave up two runs and three hits in four innings. Continuing his outstanding performance this spring, will his success carry over to opening day? Uh, and what is your prediction for that game? Uh, I think he'll pitch a six strong innings, but we'll have the uh, bullpen blow it. All right. <laughs> oh, in traditional Rockies fashion. Okay, well, that's the end of the uh, lightning round. That went well. You got uh, five questions in a minute and 30 seconds. That's pretty good, and uh, we'll see if anybody can um, overcome that in the next couple of episodes. Okay, so the next segment is all about you, the listener, and the fan. Sports blogging is unique in that it represents a bridge between the media and the fans. However, this bridge is very unstable because on one side is the fan who wants a community where they can identify with their team, and on the other is the media, which demands quality coverage. The blogger is therefore caught in the middle, trying to be both reliable and trustworthy without falling off into the metaphorically freezing water. Fortunately, our guest today has a very keen sense of balance and is completely qualified to provide a taste of what fans are thinking, which is something the media often misses. Uh, with that in mind, Russ, would you please share with us the top subjects that fans on Purple Row are talking about? Well, I'll lead off with uh, the beginning of the minor league season for next week. We've been gaining, uh, receiving more information about where players will uh, be heading to open the season, and uh, just before the show began, I received a uh, email from a source in uh, Modesto giving me the entire roster for that team, and uh, that's bound to bring up some questions because there are uh, about, I guess, two names that strike uh, strike me as being uh, interesting choices there. Uh, which are? Uh, well, we have Jeff Kendall, who's a uh, first baseman, mm -hmm. which. Uh, for the past uh, few months, we've been expecting he'd go head to Asheville, but um, he probably showed enough to the management that they thought he could take a high A class after being drafted last year. Uh, the other name is uh, Brandon Hynek, and uh, he was only an eighth round pick, and that brought up some questions because people didn't know who he was. But um, I think we'll see uh, him that he'll dominate this uh, league. Uh, now, uh, one also mentioned uh, that Malakian, one of our users there, he um, has a running uh, chart of the depth chart for the minor leaguers, which I think will come in handy for those who don't follow the Rockies uh, minor league system all that much. Absolutely, and uh, while, I, while we're on the subject, I just want to uh, say that for those of you listening, Purple Row has some of the best coverage of the Rockies minor league system. Uh, out there uh, that you can get. So really check that out. What else are the fans saying, Russ? Okay, well, um, the next topic is Josh Fogg, which, uh, you know, probably causes a lot of hate among fans because Josh Fogg just really won't cut as a fifth starter. Um, I go to a comment that uh, one of our users, David Ono, wrote on uh, Wednesday that, you know, Fogg is a guy that's uh, at the mercy of the fates of baseball. Because he doesn't have a single outstanding thing, he won't strike out many guys. He doesn't induce a lot of ground ball outs or infield flies like Jeff Francis, and you know he doesn't walk um, too few batters. So there's 
it's everything up to chance with him. All right. Well, Sam uh, is introducing the next segment. Uh, in, indeed, I am. Um, and now comes the segment which we call Around the National League West, which, surprisingly enough, is exactly what it sounds like, news from around the National League West. Um, today, I have the pleasure of presenting it to you, but watch out, because afterwards we'll be asking Russ to flex his baseball knowledge muscles and answer an open-ending question about, as you may have guessed by now, the NL West. We've kind of got a theme going on for this segment. Uh, but first, the news about the NL West. Uh, the Padres released former Rocky Todd Walker on Tuesday to avoid paying him $3 million extra this year. Uh, the MLBPA thought something was up and will be looking into whether the Padres are just trying to avoid paying him $3 million, which apparently they are. Uh, meanwhile, the Dodgers are looking fairly solid and healthy, save one ankle problem of their own. Uh, much like the Rockies' ankle problems. Uh, on Wednesday, it was announced that starting shortstop Rafael Fercal will likely miss the first five games of the season with an ankle sprain. Uh, the Giants' bullpen may somehow be in even worse shape than the Rockies' bullpen. Um, the re three relief spots have yet to be filled with Jack Tashner, Kevin Correa, Brad Hennessy, Scott Munter, Brian Wilson, Scott Atkinson, and our old friend Sun Woo Kim all competing for them. Uh, shout out to Sun Woo Kim. We miss you, Sun Woo. Uh, finally, Randy Johnson made his spring training debut for the Diamondbacks against the Padres on Thursday. Uh, and now that that's over with, it's time for Russ to show off and answer a question about the NL West. Uh, Russ, based on what you've seen this far in spring, who's going to win the NL West and why? You know, I'll go with the Dodgers for this one. I mean, sure, they'll start off the season without Raphael Fertal because of that ankle injury you mentioned. But, you know, there's something about that rotation that says they'll be pretty good. I mean, Brett Tomko is a fifth starter, probably a little worse than J uh, Josh Fogg. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I like uh, Garcia Parra, Kent, uh, you know, Russell Martin, he's probably comparable to Chris Iannetta and um, well, we have our old friend Juan Pierre playing center field mm -hmm. uh, you know people I, I'm not I'm not entirely that big of a fan of his but you know I think he'll be able to help steal bases for them and I guess one question there is if Luis Gonzalez will um, actually help all that much I mean they're not even starting Matt Kemp who was decent last year and um, you, you know the, the Diamondbacks, Randy Johnson has a huge question mark, so I can't really go with them. And their offense is just as young as the Rockies, if probably a little younger. So there's question marks there. And the Giants, they're, they're old with Barry Zito. Uh, you know, and, oh, Barry Bonds, but, you know, Barry Bonds is Barry Bonds. He's very old, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the, the Padres will give him a run. I think it'll be the Dodgers first, as I said. The Padres, because, I mean, PV, Young, and Hensley, that's pretty three. Maddox, he's old, but I think he has something in him. David Wells, well, that's up in the air with his injury history. But, um, you know, Kev, uh, Kevin Kuzmanov, who they added in the offseason by uh, trading Josh Bar, I mean, uh, Josh Barfield, uh, I think that's a trade that at the time looked like the Indians got the better of the deal, but after the way Kuzmana plays the uh, spring, it's balancing out pretty well. So I'd say the Padres finish in second, 
the I'll, I'll say the Rockies and the Diamondbacks finishing a tie for third. Probably slightly over uh, 500 records. I know some people will question that. But then we have the Giants coming in last. I just don't see that much coming from them this season. Okay, and uh, thanks very much. Now we come to our final segment of the day, which is called Taking Sides. Sam and I have famously disagreed on a number of subjects related to everything from baseball to rap music to life in general and everything in between. In fact, our blogging careers started with a still undecided disagreement over who should play second base for the Rockies, Aaron Miles or Luis A. Gonzalez. Today's disagreement takes the form of ballpark food. Soon, baseball fans everywhere will be forced to wait in line and choose between the many delicious items they can overpay for. Personally, I think the nacho is the food of choice at the ballpark. It's the maximum number of filling carbohydrates for the money, and you can basically never go wrong because you'll always get the same salty, cheesy mix. Sam, do you agree? No, that's stupid. Gabe, you're wrong. Uh, okay, here's the thing about nachos. You, early on in the season, you can't go with the nachos because your pace is off, and you're going to end up with... Uh, with not enough cheese left or too much cheese left. You don't know how much cheese to put on per nacho. And if if you even do get the ratio correct, whenever you're eating, whenever you're eating nachos, you have to wolf them down. Otherwise, the cheese starts to get cold by the time you reach the like the halfway point. Okay. That's okay, so crap. what do you what do you offer as an alternative, Sam? The alternative is clearly the hot dog. Uh, the, the hot old dog. American standard. Now, say what you will about hot dogs about what hot dogs actually are, but they're freaking delicious. Um, I'm a fan of sauerkraut. I don't do the relish thing. Uh, I, I like the onions on the hot dog. There's a high degree of customization involved, right. um, especially but, but with he, those new fancy hot dog stands. Right. I mean, can I give you the something? hot dog is a personalized thing. No, wait know? a second, though. Isn't that a downside, though, right? Because you no, have to no, go, it's not wait, a downside. Wait, you have to go to the stand, you know, lop on your onions and stuff. That makes it really messy. Uh, nachos are faster. There's no customization needed. Uh, you know why nachos are fast? And no. wait, wait, wait. There's an ace in the hole, and it's the jalapeno. They're delicious. They add no, just the right of no, sweet thing no, to Gabe, it. No, Gabe, no. Jalapenos are not sweet. I, all right, you know, here's the thing. All right, with hot dogs, okay, granted Dodgers eat hot dogs, but you're eating American history. You're eating Americana when you're eating a hot dog at a baseball game. Not the same thing with nachos. And also, one of the reasons the nacho stands are so efficient, have you ever seen where the cheese comes from, Gabe? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you, you don't, do you? It comes from plastic bags. I, still don't delicious. get me wrong. I like delicious. cheese. I like nachos. But you don't want to mess with the nacho cheese they got going. Uh, it's kind of gross sounding. Okay, now, Russ, it's your turn to take sides. Do you prefer the nacho chips or the hot dog and why? Or an well, alternative. Okay, well, just out of the two choices here, I'll go with the hot dog. Oh. Uh, you know, nachos, those will probably upset my stomach, and I don't want to have a problem at the, at the stadium. Naturally. But, but I, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you a third option and say I prefer ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, Intriguing. I Intriguing. I, indeed. All right. Well, so we get one of these for Sam and one of these for Gabe. And... Uh, no. That's about it. Uh, it's time to end the first Rockies Disaster Report podcast. Our de guest today, once again, was Russ from PurpleRow.com, which is a site you truly cannot afford to miss. So once again, that's www.PurpleRow.com. Russ, thanks so much for coming on the program. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Russ. 
And uh, to subscribe to the podcast or just read more about the Rockies and Denver sports in general, please visit Sam and I on the web at www.denversportszone.com. Thanks for joining us. We also us. have videos of people eating stuff. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>